Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. Drink, 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 drink. Welcome to Drinking Bros. We got an awesome show tonight. We're talking to the champ champ, the best in the biz. One of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the world, Ryan Darth Bader from Bellator is here. I was live in uh, Atlanta, Georgia at the Super Bowl. Didn't want to miss this show, so I called in from, man, Matt will tell you on the show, but I I was in my car and I said, man, I don't want to miss him on the show. A bunch of you have sent in photos from the 24-second knockouts over the weekend of uh, Ryan Bader. All of those photos included Chris Pratt. And I think it was strictly because he won the championship. And Chris Pratt was at the match, but he was there for someone else. And I got I got fucking fake news. I got fake news on this one. I got called out. Uh, the big guy had a rough show this one. But Ryan Bader is one of the best in the biz. It's an absolute honor to have him on the show. And uh, yeah, I called in I called in from the Super Bowl. Ha- had to be on it, man. Uh, that guy is just a first-class act all the way around. And we're, we're in San Antonio with him. The rest of the boys are in San Antonio with him tonight. But first, we have some sponsors who pay for this whole shit wagon to be on the air. First and foremost, talking about BlackRifleCoffee.com. Black Rifle Coffee's doing it with the Whoobies. They're doing it with the Whoobies. And if you look at Matt Best's in- Instagram at, at Matt Best Official, you've probably seen a Whoobie hoodie from Black Rifle Coffee. It's coming soon, kids. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. If you want to get it first before it sells out, like a lot of this stuff is, join the Coffee Club of the Month. You get a special email for uh, all these new products that they give out, and you get the first dibs at them. Coffee Club of the Month is simple, man. You sign up, you subscribe, and you, you get the coffee shipped ship to your house. Whether it's uh, beans, grounded, uh, K-cups, you name it, they've got it. Delivered to your house at the same date of every single month, and these guys never fucking miss. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com, type in the promo code DRINKINGBROS20 for 20% off at BlackRifleCoffee.com. Next up, we got GhostBed.com forward slash DRINKINGBROS. Huge fan of ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. I'll tell you why, man. They're giving away a special discounts for anybody who's military or first responder. They're giving you an extra 15% off everything in the store. Mattresses, uh, sheets, the, even the adjustable bases, man. That is a monstrous savings. You know, as you know, 75 to 80% of our audience is military or first responders. A lot of these deals ended uh, right after the holidays were over. And they said, hey, man, we still want to give something back to your audience. They've been with us for two years. They're our favorite mattresses in the world. And then they offered this 15% discount for anybody who's a military or a first responder. Just click the footer at the bottom of the page at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. And as always, the deals the deals still remain, man. There's uh, you know, a couple hundred dollars off a mattress and some free pillows, uh, $7.99 bundle packages. Um, man, it's it's one of the finest companies on the planet, and we're, we're stoked to have them on every single week. The fact that they did that, man, I mean, that's a monster savings. And it's still 36 months, no interest, pay-as-you-go program, uh, just in case, you know, you don't want to buy it all at once. I don't know any other company that's doing that on the internet. So thanks again to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Next up, we've got strikeforceenergy.com. Strikeforce Energy is, is still 
the premier energy drink in the biz. They are the Ryan Bader of the energy drink world, man. No cans. Cans are, are, are now extinct. We don't need them anymore. It's just a tasty, tiny little tin pouch that rips open and squeezes into any liquid available. The best part about it, no carbs, no sugars. Everybody's dieting after after the holidays. Uh, this will do it for you, man, especially if you're crashing in the afternoon. This is a nice, nice five-plus-hour pick-me-up in the middle of the afternoon. No carbs, no sugars. They also have a subscription of the month program, and they ship everywhere in the entire world. You can get a 10-pack, 40-pack, 750-milliliter bottle, and you're good to go. Go to StrikeForceEnergy.com. Type in the promo code DRINKINGBROS for 20% off and get on it. Again, they've got a subscription in the month club as well. Next up, we've got BisonUnion.com. Man, Bert Kuntz, you've asked for him back on the show. He's coming back on the show. We're, we're doing some shows live in Los Angeles. We're all going to head out there and interview some more of your favorites, some of your most requested guests. And we're going to bring Bert Kuntz along with us. Man, we love having Bert on the show. He's, he's, he's one of our favorite people in the world. And he also just happens to run arguably the best apparel company for dudes on the planet. Man, we buy their shit and wear their shit all the time. I know I've been wearing the fuck out of that hat on my Instagram at ST James, ST James, like the, uh, the, the Wyoming hat with the buffalo on it. It might be sold out. I'm not sure. Um, they sell out of a lot of shit uh, just because it's cool, man. Uh, their t shirts, their long sleeve tees, their short sleeve tees, they, they just fit exactly like they should. And uh, they got their belt buckles, just cool shit for dudes, finally, that fits nice, man. So you can wear it out. Um, you know, uh, to a neighborhood party or, or a fucking dinner party. You just feel like a dude, man. Uh, big fan of those guys. I love everything at bisonunion.com. I own almost everything in their store, I think. Uh, drinking bros, 20% off at bisonunion.com. Uh, and then just go over after you buy something there, just go over to Bert Koontz's page on, uh, on Instagram and just, just put it, hashtag Bert from TV. I bought your fucking hat, bro. Uh, next up. We've got grillyourassoff.com. Grill your ass off is, it, look, man, it's, it, it's ass eating season still. That's still going on. That is still here. It is October 1st through May 1st. You can put a little seasoning on that ass. Uh, they got seasonings for chicken, steak, pork, you name it across the board. You're going to buy seasonings from someone. You might as well buy it from a, a veteran owned company. Go to grillyourassoff.com. Uh, check out Crispy, Crispy Avilia, uh, his friend of the show. Check out his, his spice. He's got a spicy habanero that is delightful. And they also have this beef jerky, which is my fucking jam, dude. You want to talk about an afternoon snack if you're on a diet, if you're doing keto, whatever, man. Beef jerky is amazing. Four, you can get a four-pack for 25 bucks there. Um, it's called the All-American. Why? Because it's only made with American beef. They don't outsource that shit, so you're not eating kittens from China or anything. This is 100% American beef. The sweet and spicy is my favorite. I, I, man, I believe you might be able to get a subscription to the jerky, man. Um, I just buy it every month, I think. And uh, they got some beer pints in there that are nice. Uh, nice mugs. Great, just great fucking shit over at grillyourassoff.com. Uh, all these products we use, so it's super easy to, to talk about them week to week. Um, use the promo code Drinking Bros for 15% off at grillyourassoff.com. Anywho's, let's hop into the show. I uh, appreciate the boys letting me call in from uh, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, from the car. I mean, I was in the, in the car in a driveway, dude, um, talking to him just because I wanted to be on the phone with Ryan Bader. Love this guy. Love what he's all about. And uh, he's arguably the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world today. Here's Ryan Bader. Ryan Bader. 
Yay! What's up? Fucking Jeff Ritter, bringing it back. Hey, fucking wanna, Jeff Ritter. I want to start Why? with, we fuck all that conversation, all right? <laughs> yes. Jack Black, wh- whoever the sweet lady was that sent that out, thank you. I'm we, excited we to about use it on the podcast tonight. And she sent us out a lovely gift package, and I'm pretty sure Baker's in on the, uh, the, the deodorant now, huh? No, I got the, the, I got the Supreme Cream uh, Triple Cushion Shave Lather, and then you let me smell the deodorant, and I got to be honest with you, man. It was it, it was it was refreshing. I enjoyed it. And oh, they're not you. paying us. Just it's what I'm I use. So thank excited! You. I've got some wax listen, pomade. Let's get to the fucking point. I'm driving this tonight. We have exactly. A guest. We have a guest, and Ross is drunk. By the way, doing a podcast in a fucking driveway. Sounds yeah. He's in a driveway like yeah. a fucking. Who talks he's like, like that? A, he's Animals. like a high Animals schooler like in the back of a Volkswagen right now. <laughs> But we have a, we have an amazing guest today, and it is in the space that I truly love. Um, he is the first ever double champ in Bellator. He is Ryan Darth Bader, and welcome to the studio. And thanks for coming out, dude. Thanks for having me. What's I like masturbator better. Masturbator, yeah, that was too. really cool. I like that one. I did too. I will say this: they always say don't meet your idols in in real life, and they'll let you down. And I think that that goes in the space of when you see influencers and people that are amazing in their trade, and you tend to meet them like fuck. But spending the whole day today, and we'll get in that later fuck man you're a cool ass dude fucking awesome you you bow hunt you're just a down-to-earth motherfucker that works hard and fucking stoked. i appreciate that same about you guys also thank you and you i'm glad to have someone fun. that like lifts weights and has tattoos on these fucking well fucking get some tattoos now to be five cool. tattoos thank you just yeah, but they're all shitty why am i a bad guy you don't lift weights. You go to Anytime Fitness and fucking butt fuck he the, does, the... He does the stair-stepper elliptical thing yeah, yeah. for five wow. minutes. He's like, man, wow. I did the gym today. Ross. Man, I did Ross, the gym today. Them. Hey, five minutes is better than what JT did. Listen. He did no <laughs> it, it, it is. It yes, is. And, 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 and by, by the way, I love how you're trying to impress Ryan by never meet your idols. I met my idol. OJ Simpson was a fucking great guy. And we had a lovely afternoon together. And he didn't murder me at all. So I understand about meeting your idols and being impressive, Matt. So just it's not just you, my man. Wouldn't you want to be murdered by OJ Simpson? <laughs> if, if you yeah. were gonna, if you were gonna, if you had to be murdered, who would who would it, who would it be I by? Like that yeah, who would by it be by? Idol, right? If I had to be murdered by someone, who would it be by? Um, well, actually, give this the uh, person and then, and then the manner that in which that they murder you, Travis Pastrana. What? And how did he do it? Come on. This is a true story. He would, he would convince me with a terminal illness illness to uh, jump a uh, backhoe. A bulldozer. A bulldozer off of a Las Vegas casino tower. Yeah. And no, we, I like that. JT and I have talked about this. We were going to yeah. plan it out. We are going to get OSHA involved, like have broadcast the shit out of it. OSHA? Publish Live? It. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna you have to wear all rules. <laughs> You'd have to wear a hard hat and a vest. Yeah. Okay. follow the compliance rules. I, I was confused in the OSHA thing. And so, like, if I had, like, terminal cancer, it'd be like, you know what? Fuck this shit, man. We're going to make some money off this bitch. My boys are going to have a good time. And be like, Baker Levitt's going to jump a bulldozer off a fucking From casino. one building to yeah. another building. And then, yeah. d- but get it, like, get that engine where you can be like, bow, 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 bow. and it's the most yes, lackluster. Exactly. Clink, 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 boom. <laughs> Televised. Everybody's high-fiving, though, from Fuck the crew. Yeah. Like, yeah, pull like, it off. Yeah. <laughs> Suck my ass. Hey, Dave, do me a favor. Can you actually pull up? I had posted on, uh, while we talk about the shenanigans and keep going, I would posted a thread in the Drinking Bros podcast listeners. Go on there for me. And uh, they had some really cool questions for Ryan that we'll get in later in the show. I just want to put um, it there. But no, um, yeah, I, know, I know what they cool. are. Right. Freddy Krueger. 
because that's the first scary movie I ever saw as a kid, and it fucked me up. And Fuck Freddy Krueger. That guy comes in my dreams. I am fucking him up. I am a weird dude. Ryan, you got to wait. I'm, the, I'm there yeah, with you yeah. on that one, though. You that, want Freddy uh, The movie where he was coming underneath the, like, the sheets and fuck shit. Fuck him. I was a kid. Same deal, well, man. Well, the reason... The reason that they fuck with you coming in the sheets, right? Remember when you were a kid? Because you came as in the sheets long as you, <laughs> it's very true. As I'm long confused. as as long as you had your your feet inside the sheets, that was your safety yeah. zone. You're like nothing can yeah. touch me. But then it crawled up the sheets. You're like, yo, you're telling me that the sheets not protecting me from like <laughs> no, the demons, fuck. man? Like, just, so you're oh. saying Freddy Krueger too? Yeah, I'm not saying two. I can't follow up his. Oh, okay. So then, who story. do you want? Shit, I don't know. I guess you got to go out. You got to go out big, not right? Fedor. I was gonna say he, yeah, he, not, was, he wanted not, to die with Fedor and and knocked him out. And Fedor's a no, legend. Fucking... I don't know. I think you just got to go out like, you know. I, I was always uh, fascinated with serial killers back in the day. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I took the the college course and all that. So maybe like a a Ted Bundy with a piece of rebar. Oh wow! Have you yeah. watched a documentary oh, right. on him? That dude, I watched no, that. Cut, yeah. cut it off. Cut it off. Couldn't That's crazy. Right? Shit, all right, where bro. are you at? Me? Yeah. How are you getting murdered? Uh, probably, you know, while I'm, my penis is in a female's butt. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and then, then she clinches murdered? it and it rips it off and then I bleed out. Okay. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Hey, Jesus all right. Christ. You, man. This got dark. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's, mine's Jessica Tandy from uh, Driving Miss Daisy. Oh wow. Like yeah. I, I want her to sneak up on me and then, you know, scare me to death with her oldness that and age. I want to fucking oh, die. Wow. Or obviously, Jared, and this is you and I. This is a fan fave. Anne Frank for both of us. I, I would, I would want to go back in time and have Anne Frank murder us. Nah. You know, I, 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 I want to change mine, Ross. I think that I would want to fight like the world's greatest mammal, and I know I'm going to lose is. like a fucking grizzly bear. Or just like lock seven You're not elk murdered. Seven, That's not a murder. Seven elk in rut, <laughs> and I have to fight the elk. That's off. not a murder. But, but they're gonna murder me. But no, at least I have no, a, I can fight count. back for we a said, second. We said, who is Willy gonna murder Mammoth me? Here, here's yeah. what I want. Well, I want to be in front of a fireplace on a nice carpet fighting Forrest Griffin while fucking Leonardo DiCaprio is drinking fine bourbon, watching just like in Django, and he passes him a hammer, and Forrest just makes a joke and laughs, and then hammers my fucking head. Jared, that's super racist. Again, it's two white guys yeah, you're, fighting. It's hundreds. Like, dude, can, can we just not be a man dingo? Can, can we have a moment here? Jared Taylor knew the name of an MMA fighter. He did. Let me show you. Oh, my God, God, dude. Oh, you're sick, too. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does Jack Black make hand sanitizer? I don't think so. But, Matt, to your point about the grizzly, if you were getting killed by a grizzly, as your friend. They eat your butt first. As your friend. No, they don't. No, they fucking crush They eat your butt first. No, that's a real. It's a real. No, it's real. That's me. Grizzly bears eats butts. That was me when I was single. Matt, I would go. I would go. I would take Logan and Evan. Um, JT and Ross would drive us there. We would go hunt the grizzly and we would kill it, and then we would eat the motherfucker with you in his belly. Oh, but we let's oh, wait for him to digest. Well, yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, we want you don't want to open me up and I come out like a like a little fucking like yeah, a year. Come out, no, chunk. I would, so. I'd like you have nice legs. I'd like one leg. Let me what get are you going to do with it? But, what are you going to do but, with but it? But let the bear digest my power, and then when you eat it, you're like, I feel like I got. What's going to take us a while to find it? <laughs> 
Yeah. You know, yeah, it takes a while to get him. Once but, we start picking through his shit and seeing his tattoos and stuff, <laughs> yeah, then we know we're then we know we're good. And then the bears got tattoos. You're like, whoa. Yeah, the man. bears all sh- <laughs> the bears shaved. Osmosis <laughs> Jones, man. Just the, he's got a beard bear. Yeah. Just the beard. Yeah, just the beard is on his bear. And then people would walk in the office and, they, and we'd be like, oh, that's a nice grizzly. Like, yeah, this is the bear. We come around the man. corner and Rocco's just fucking it out. <laughs> <laughs> bear Mitch. Okay. It's <laughs> a callback. It's a callback. Ryan, Ryan Bader, welcome. Hey. Welcome to Drinking Bros. Here we go. You're the I guess, two, huh? Look, you're, How do you you're feel the two-time about the show? champ. Hey, yeah. Let's go. I love it. How do you feel about the show so far? Started we, off hot. Yeah. It, it, yeah. We come in hot in this shot. <laughs> We're going hot. You know? And listen, I uh you know, I'm drinking tonight. My wife uh we, we forgot keys, so I get an Uber home tonight. So maybe we make this an hour and a half episode. I don't think we yes! have where to go, you know? Nowhere. Anyways, let's 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 deep dive into Ryan a little bit because you are you've been in MMA for so fucking long. You, I mean, the, the fact if someone doesn't know your name in MMA would be ludicrous to me. You had a really good run in the UFC, and then you know I think your last stint was what seven and one. You're fifteen and five in the UFC, and then you transitioned over to Bellator, made a huge impact over there, won the light heavyweight championship, and then not only did you fucking get the heavyweight championship, you fucking fought tooth and nail through the Grand Prix Challenge, which is I love that format so fucking amazing mm-hmm. but you beat king mo in crazy fashion you made uh matt mitrione look like he didn't know how to wrestle which i know he's a great guy but fucking impressive and then knocking out fader probably arguably one of the greatest heavyweights of all time in and again very similar fashion to how you did king mo like fuck man like congratulations like badass motherfucker. yeah dude. thank you thank you yeah that last fight though was uh kind of the pinnacle you know for me if you ask any mma fan Who's their favorite fighter? Fedor's in their top three for sure. Right. Usually, you know. Yeah, yeah, hey, and Ryan, to, to that point, I watch, I watch your knockout on Joe Rogan live. By the way, I don't know if you. Saw yeah, that video. I, I saw that. That was cool to see. You know, I'm a fan man. Of I could not too, believe but, yeah. it. Yeah, and, and I was watching Joe Rogan. Uh, you know, obviously Brendan Schaub, who's Black Rifle Coffee favorite. Yeah, they shouted out Black Rifle on the video. They were all watching live, and Eddie Bravo actually picked you to win yeah, in the first, first round by a knockout. knockout yeah, that's yeah, crazy, you know. And for me, for like I said, the pinnacle. I, like, what else? Yeah, I can go and defend the belt and all that, but what else are, is there to do? Go in there and beat one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. Not only that, but do it in a Grand Prix, a, right? Grand Prix, a two yeah. division champion, and you're doing it. You're you're fighting for the heavyweight championship at the same time. It wouldn't, you know, with him and Chael Sonnen fighting before, if Chael would have made it in, it had been like two 205ers fighting each other. Right. You know, and you beat Chael, like, who yeah. cares, right? I feel Great. like you would have whipped Chael's ass. You know, so, but and I'm with a Chael Fedor, fan. you know, I am too, you know, and, and it's just that much sweeter, you know, with this whole run and to cap it off with Fedor for sure. I feel like the, the Grand Prix format is so rewarding because you, you see, and, and, and I'm not just like sucking your dick here, maybe I'm, I'll get shit talked about it, but, uh, I think that like you have these double champs out there in the UFC that they they win the belt and immediately like how to replicate Conor McGregor. Yeah. Like you know TJ Dillashaw, huge fan of him but dropped down, you know, against Segundo. Yep. And all Too that. much weight. And Too much that. weight loss. I agree. But but all that jazz, but it's super cool to see like no, I'm going to take a run and I got to run through three motherfuckers to get this title. It's not just like you showed up and got that title shot. Like that's impressive, especially that you're the way you won. You were were you, did you ever feel in those three fights any of them that you were in danger? Because it didn't seem. No, like I, it. I didn't get punched in the face in three fights, let alone 
I don't think in Bellator and even go back to UFC, you know, but, um, you know, obviously I had losses there and whatnot, but in my last, you know, I fought Iller Latifi. Um, I got dropped once in there, but I knocked him out pretty good in, in Noguera fight. I didn't get hit. So Davis was another legend. Maybe a jab, whatever. From then on out, I haven't got punched in the face. So it's, that's always a good thing. That's why you're like, fighting's awesome. I love this. I'll do it all, all, you know, until I'm 40, but you know, for me, for that though, that Grand Prix style tournament, for me to go in there, I felt like I kept my head down and just got it done. I'm used to that. I wrestled my whole life, and what I loved about it too is I'm not a shit talker, you know. And that's a new norm, and I like I like to watch that, right? But to go in there and just go in there and let your skills do the talking, you you win, you move on, you win, you move on, you win, you move on, whatnot, until they give you the belt, you're the last man standing, and that's it. There's there's no politics about it. There's no BS of jockeying for a title shot or anything like that. So that's truly what I loved about it. Your skills, you know, went out there and represented. I like the format because it reminds me of like old school UFC, yeah. old school Pride. It's like Same, a throwback, yeah. you know. Well, that, and you that's can, what's really cool. And you can Tank look at it. You can look at. All right, I have an eight yeah. man bracket, and you, you see who's in there. Man. You know. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of Tank Abbott, Tank Abbott, like the, those didn't work for him because he'd like knock someone that was, ass that cold was out f- and would be done after his second there fight was with an no inter- energy. There was or an he'd go have with a beer him. and come back. Yeah, and try there was to fight an interview him. with him, and they were just like, "Did you train for this?" He's like, "Yeah, I went to a bunch of bars and got some fights." Yeah, he goes, "I, I, like, I just yeah. got off a bar stool two weeks ago, man." <laughs> yeah. So I know people have questions, and I actually have these questions too. Would be like, so what's the difference in you know because everybody knows like the Reebok deal with the UFC and the structure that they took as far as like owning that space is like a, an official sponsor, and then you have Bellator. And for me, as a huge fight fan, I I, I think that the fighters should come first. And I know that they're a business in their organization that revolves around making money. But like, what what are like kind of the differences in there? And and not that one's better than the other, but you know like. Yeah, I have nothing bad to say about the UFC or anything like that. You know, I've I fought twenty fights there. I won the Ultimate Fighter. You know, I had a great time. Traveled the world, fought well, the season, best fighters. The yeah, season eight, and nice. and uh, you know, traveled the world and had a great time. There came to a point, you know, where UFC was kind of changed as far as they brought Reebok in to be an official sponsor. That right. whole deal. You know, and I was doing well in sponsorships before, and at that point, in that point, in my career. As far as purses go, you know, we were, we were fighting for okay money, you know, but that, that sponsorship was a big part of it. And then, um, you know, they started to back off, obviously, when the, the Reebok deal came in. And if they can't be in the cage, they, they can get a little bit on social media and whatnot, but they, they tend to pull away. And so, you know, that, that, was, a, that was a small decision when I, when I left and went over to Bellator. Um, but coming over, I wanted to... I wanted to freshen up. I wanted to, you know, I was looking for a new contract, that, that whole deal. Um, I met with the, the higher-ups, and they, they were asking me if I wanted to fight in Japan and, and you know, rise in, if we do cross-promotion, if I'd be open to fighting in heavyweight, Didn't, you know? Did the, the UFC bought Pride, right? And they, they dissolved did. it? Yeah. God, the Pride days were fucking crazy, man. God, they so they bought, so the, they bought Pride. And Strike Force? And Strike Force. Right. Who Scott Coker owned, and now Scott Coker... Owns Bellator. Got it. Bellator. They bought everything but Bellator, basically. Well, I think Bellator came up after Strike Force because Strike Force was number two, and then they bought them up like "fuck you guys, we're going to own the space." And then Bellator was just like, "Well, we're going to do this our own way." But yeah, yeah, so Scott's heading up Bellator. You know, they're owned by Viacom. Um, they're doing some fun things, different things. You know, they're uh, um, they're not a cookie cutter 
you know, organization. They're not trying to copy the UFC. They're doing their own shit, you know, and, right. and uh, you know, UFC bought pride and those guys are doing the rising now, you know, they had their three year, you know, non-compete, but now they're, they're, tr- they're starting to do their own thing. I have a super personal question, not personal question. No, just, I just want to know when you go into a cage, like in the, the octagon, is there some sense of relief that there are rules? Because I look back at the pride days, right? Baker, you're a fan. Ross, I know you yeah. watch too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My God, soccer kicking people down when they're half TKO'd and their elbows and knees are down. And there's like, how like Brazilian six, soccer six, team bitches. Six points of contact. Bro. And it's fucking, <laughs> right. it's like, right. brutal. Like yeah. you end a career with one of those kicks. Like, yeah. is, is there some well, could sanctuary? They, not, they couldn't elbow or something in pride, right? No, they could. I, the, I think like, there was there, no there was like some, back of the on heads. the ground. I don't think they could no, elbow they, or they, something. Uh, Pride was not elbow strikes. The, okay, it ground it was ground and pound, but with the fist only. And, but you could kick them. But you could kick them down. And you could knee them to the. Yeah, that's yeah, all they they'd yeah. catch them. They'd break, and then they would sh- yeah bop and kick them right in the fucking face. Like, but, yeah, Vondelay and Shogun. Or, yeah, back in the old days of USC, though, you could punch in the balls. Oh yeah. There yeah. was that yeah. Jean, Jean, Jean But that's back with no rules. I mean, that's like yeah, well, there's ba- no eye gouging. Ballet to do, which is anything goes yeah. in Portuguese. You know? But that was before there was even mixed martial arts. It was like taekwondo versus karate versus wrestler versus jujitsu. Royce Grace, everybody knows the so fucking story. Great. So well, on that so whole great. thing though, it if there were soccer kicks or knees to the ground, knees to the ground would benefit me. You know, and yeah, so how, you, so how, you train to you you train for those rules, and now they have, which is kind of a weird deal. They have the the rule where. If you have two, you know, one hand down, they used to have, if you touch the ground, they were a downed opponent. You yeah, know? now it's two now hands. Now it has to be two hands, but it has to be, be supporting. supporting. Yeah. And so that's where you're getting, you've seen Chris a couple Weidman things. got exactly, fucked exactly. up because he was like hand down, yep. knee in the face. The ref was like, you're good. Ate the most brutal because they, they would play the that was awful. Play that game. Yeah. yeah. You know, they come in, the ref comes in the back and we talk about it, you know, Before. beforehand. And so we're clear, you know. We're in Nevada. We're in California. They use the uh, unified rules. Right. So, you know, I've been in there 30 plus times, so I know those rules now. But That's um, crazy. So we, w- what is crazy too is when you're sparring, you know, you're not trying to fuck your sparring partner up and all that and so like i'm glad you said up you know yeah because when ross spars with me he tries to fuck me and then that's it's the only reason that's, I'm not, tougher than him that's not sparring they're just hanging out in a bed okay having a good time we yeah. might yeah. spar with shared, banana hammocks shared but a it's good, semantics you know shared a cigar like they turn that's the ceiling fan on for a skit here's the reason why like yeah when when i hear two guys are in the pride I think it's gay pride, and then obviously Matt was talking about something else. So then we had to switch to wrestling, and I was like, all right, I guess we'll do this. <laughs> so there's a part that like, I think people don't understand about fighting, and I always like, I'm just a huge fight fan, but we were talking earlier in the, the car ride up to what a, a fun day we had today, but about strategy. I don't mm-hmm. think people understand how much goes into the forethought of how to plan in a fight camp to actually fuck a dude up and actually realizing what they throw. And that was kind of what you're talking about with Fader was like the nuances. Okay. He wants, when you shoot the uppercut and the hook yep. and then working around those things. Are you cool speaking? About oh that? yeah. I mean, for, I mean, in training camp too, I, I try to pride myself on being overprepared. I never want to feel like I'm walking into that cage and I'm underprepared because that's the worst feeling in the world. Cause you're not confident if, uh, if they're, you're in a position, it starts to get a little, you're a little hairy, you know, you're like, do I, do I use my energy supplies right now and all that? So I always try to over-prepare on that aspect. And then with Fedor, we were, I mean, we were 
obviously watching tapes so with 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 him you got to be either ready to get in that firefight and we were at the beginning and kind of um you know take his gas tank down a little bit i thought right. it would only benefit us um but at the same time he holds his hands really low and you can't see his he right he shoots hand. that right hand from the fucking yeah, ear that's why it's He's dangerous like, right? him. It comes out of yeah. nowhere but that's so he dropped uh you know mitrion with that he dropped i mean everybody with that um because you can't see it right there but at the same time holding your hands down there you're you're open, you're exposed. And so that whole time we were going to try to read that distance and hope we could. And when I got in there, I was reading his body and his eyes and everything. And I could, I could read him and I go, okay, I know when he's trying to throw this, I can, I can be at this weird, it's a weird distance in MMA. You get in there and it's like a no man zone right there. And, you, right. and then it's either you go here engage, or you go disengage. back out. Right. And so I knew if I played that, that fine line, you can see he's him respect, load up. Yeah, and, I can load it. Okay, that's that line right there. Okay, now I'm going to, you know, he, he's respecting my takedown ability and all that. And that's when I kind of, you know, I was like, I'm going to hit him with his left hook right now and put him out. And uh, I was feeling it out through a little jab, a little kind of a really easy kind of check hook to see where he, he was going to be at. And it was kind of what we were, you know, game planning and then ended up hitting him with that hook. But is it super rewarding when, you know, your fight camp and your coaches and everything come together? Like, because you were talking about that, like, okay, I'm going to do this kind of like jab, mm-hmm. you know, hook overhand. And when you practice that, because you were saying in the car and then like you just land it. Yeah. Or you're like, fucking A, I got the right coaches. No, exactly. And that's <laughs> what we're doing worked. the whole time. It worked. <laughs> and in the back, you know, I'll, I'll put out a video, whatnot, but of us constantly practicing that and, and pushing him into that punch the whole time. And then, you know, and I thought I was going to land it first round. I thought I was going to get it done pretty quickly, you know, but you also got to be prepared to go, to be in that cage for 20 minute, 29 minutes in there, you Oof. know, with the, the breaks and the rounds. Gross. Wow. Fighting one of the, the baddest dudes ever. It's, Jared, hard, you know? Jared it's hard for me to walk Jared, up yeah. one set of stairs. Jared loves yeah. cheeseburgers yeah. and he can't eat cheeseburgers for 29 minutes. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's one of those things. It, it was a cool experience and it just, it happened to work out. You know, it could have been, uh, a little different. I hit him on the top of the head and not flush right there and, and didn't put him away. And, and we had a, a crazy fight for 25 minutes. But um, like you were saying, it's nice when a plan comes together. Kick and ass. got it done. That's gotta yeah, be- so I, Ryan, how does it feel to be the double champ and everybody is out there asking for you to fight like John Jones right now? That, that's, that's the scuttlebutt that everybody's been talking about. Is there a possibility of anything like that happening, of you leaving Bellator and going back to the UFC at all? Well, I've heard John Jones and Daniel Cormier because, right, both are in the weight classes. Same, yeah. So let's preempt. Are you more comfortable at 205 or heavyweight? I can go either. Like right now, I, I've, I've fought three fights at heavyweight, all these last yeah. three fights, and I felt good and I didn't have to cut weight. But I can easily go back to 205. I would re- I would want to see you DC versus you at heavyweight. Would holy fuck. Oh, that'd be the dream. That'd be the dream. It'd be so well, much well, fun. Hold on, this. Ryan, would you fight DC or Jones? Yeah, 100%. If it, uh, Not even, there's no hesitation. No, yeah, I'm a competitor. I, you know, I feel like I'm the best in the world, and I need to go out there and prove it. So when I yeah, when yeah. I was That's in the, I'm talking yeah. about right there, oh, folks. the best That's I'm talking about. Yeah. So when wow. I was in the what? UFC, I was I was younger. I felt like I hit it. I hit it my own stride. I always had the physical gifts and all that, but I I felt like back then I was missing that just that little bit of extra mental aspect, Salt Bay, which makes you be a champion. What you know? Yep. 
how Jones went out there and went on his run DC the whole time. And maybe I wasn't there yet, you know? And so everything, when that caught up, my skills were there. Um, it just happened to be when I left the UFC, you know? So there's a, so I have a con one fight left on my contract in Bellator. I love Bellator having a great time, you know, uh, I want to stay there and I think they're going to, um, incentivize me to stay there. Uh, but there's always a possibility, you know. Well, they've signed some fucking brilliant fighters to 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 Bellator, which has been fun as a fan because you see these guys are like, man, what's you know Rory McDonald's next fight? Mm -hmm. And they sign with Bellator, like, oh my god, this is going to be a fucking the, the landscape, a fucking war zone. It, it's changing in MMA. You know, it used to be like we wouldn't dare even talk about an, another right. organization, right? And then a uh, um, couple guys made the jump. Um, I was like, I'm going to fuck it. I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to make the jump. And my whole, my whole thing was like, all right, I haven't fought anywhere else besides a couple fights at the beginning to get into right. the ultimate fighter and going to the UFC, uh, anywhere else, but UFC, I just don't want it to be anything less of the, of the experience. And so, uh, my first fight was in Madison square garden, fuck. you know, and everything was the same It's for a title shot. I won the title. I was like, this is biggest fight as I've ever had, you know? And so then to go from there, defend it and then do a heavyweight Grand Prix, yeah. you know? And so I never skipped a beat. And so I, I uh, bet on myself, came over and, you know, obviously it was a great idea. Ross and I got blacked out drunk at Madison Square Garden for the uh, Conor McGregor. McGregor, yeah. <laughs> Eddie Alvarez fight. It was a fun time. Ross, yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a really good time, and there's nothing like fighting in Madison Square Garden. Were you aware of the history and the aura behind it when you were in there? Like yeah. walking to the cage, are you like, holy shit, I'm fighting in an MSG? No, it's kind of like the week before, you know, and uh, nostalgia of it. There's other other places where I've been because when I got tunnel vision, I'm walking out there, I'm worried about what I'm going to do. You know, yeah. uh, I'm going over my game plan. You know, the first couple. You know, first twenty seconds of the fight, but I Baker, if you yawn again, I'm gonna come across this fucking thing while you text and slap you in the fucking face. Uh, and yeah. I, I'm gonna ask Ryan how to fucking slap you really good in the face. I haven't yawned. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see the slaps. <laughs> I want to see it in slow mo because it'll make his face smush like a big baby. Yeah, it's already a big baby over there. We're up past yeah, Baker's are. bedtime. Yeah. Meanwhile, we have the double champ on the show. Yeah, who can get up fucking, and rip your face off hey, like a wild dragon? Hey, hey, I, I stayed up so late last night. I called Evan at two a.m. and didn't go to bed till four thirty. You were just asleep. I was not. We have been out <laughs> shooting guns. We've been angling. We've been today. having fun. And I'm trying I to like won the fist. I won the fist. fist. Huh? I did. technically beat Logan two of the events out of three. True. Logan only beat what do we one do? Event. We tied? Uh, well, we don't want to give away who won the whole thing. But well, uh, I just I, I, I beat to you in fishing. We tied everything else, like identical ties. Really? So Ross, we did a charity challenge today, which is a new thing on Black Rifle Coffee of what we've been doing. It's like a bunch of us competing against each other. Usually, it's Team Evan versus Team Matt. That's usually always what it is. And we uh, we had a we had a, a good day. We went out and fished. We went out and shot fucking skeet, and then we shot beer cans. I think you tied fishing, too. No. Are you sure? You How caught fish three you fish. Ca he caught three fish. Oh, I definitely caught three. No, no, yeah. during the tournament. Yeah, three. <laughs> yeah, he caught three. You caught three. three. I think all I caught three. Yeah, you, you guys he, were all ties. Logan, Logan was late. on. I think you got three. I was at three or four because yeah. we got, I think, what, ten total, and then Lo Logie caught two. So, I got well, five. But all, all I heard is about his shotgun abilities, and then I come out and tie him. Both yeah. rounds. Right. Oh, look on. at that. Time out, time out, time out. Who, Baker? Time out, mm -hmm. damn it. Right? See, yeah. that's what's up. Oh, bitch, you got something up your way. Y'all were, were delivered clay pigeons on silver platters. 
I, mine was like a like a like a techno Viking was working the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I will say yes, you got the harder the clay, pigeons, but it was fun. But, I have no complaints. But the Logan was not a gentleman when he was throwing I, mine. The shot I missed. The shot I missed. There's no excuse. There was no excuse because you were on like fucking fire for effect. You're like tsh, tsh, nailing, nailing the hard ones, and then it was just like, like you got teed <laughs> up, line. bro. It was just like, here you go, have a I nice one. I went I'm like snap, Baker I went to snap my, snap my shotgun into my shoulder and it called on my damn my, my life preserver. Yeah, you yeah. were you were and wearing a life vest. I was wearing a life vest. But that's what I feel like Ryan and I have in common here. I'm the double champ today too because I'm the Ooh. only person that not did not miss one clay pigeon. Just, I'm wow! Just out there. And, and, and look at look at you squeeze that in. Hey, you know when you came in clutch at the end too. Y- yeah, you know maybe maybe wait a minute. Hold maybe on. shot maybe Matt shot two beer cans with one fucking load. He did. He did. he did. He did. He <laughs> did. One load. That was <laughs> luck. That was luck of the draw. It is know? not luck of the draw. Not, no. Yes, it was. Because if you get him close enough, that's luck of the draw. But there's three that's cans. The I have to make the cognitive decision to go. I'm that's the saying, one I'm going. That is I drop it a little low so the water skips up and hits. That is the fuck definition of luck of the draw. I was to get the two cans close enough to shoot it with one. Shot. I was, that's luck you. of the job. You, I was shocked you didn't get all through with one shot. That, that, you, that, you that was a tight flock. You flock shot that. that thing. Yeah, you know he, what? He, he still won though. I got all still three. Won, yeah. It's okay. We got it. It doesn't matter how you win. You just fat and you I won. used a pump. Oh, Jared! No, nobody wants to hear that. By, by the way, for the audience, <laughs> with a Tyrone uh, mag. So, hey, Ryan, for yeah. the audience, can you tell everybody your military background so how you know all these these dipshits over there? I have no military background, actually. Oh, um, look, Ross's Wikipedia yeah, what the was fuck wrong. was that? Your Wikipedia was <laughs> <is laughs> wrong, jackass. I will tell I, you. I want to know how, how did you end up with black rifle coffee on your pants if you weren't in the military? Because I, 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 Matt's been posting about you for a long time. No, so we, so I've always been uh, a black rifle fan, and then uh, we just got my people got with their people. And that was pretty much it. So pretty much, really, what, what Ryan's trying to say is he cares about veterans, unlike you, Ross. And <laughs> who's, you know, who's, yeah, just trying to he's, mook he's, around he's with do- him. He's donated an entire purse, if I believe, to uh, charity. The he worked for the fucking, you know, you know, shit you wouldn't do, Ross. I uh, know. I look. We do it all the time. Who's the celebrity that's always in your corner as well, Ryan? Mm, I think you're, uh, the Wikipedia's got you a little bit. Yeah, I, think, I told you. I used yeah. to Wikipedia. Yeah. It's not at all. There's there's always somebody famous with you. Who is it? Who's your trainer? Uh, Jair. Jair Grigel, Brazilian dude. He's not famous, he's, though. Uh, he, he's kind of famous. He trains a lot of people, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, all those guys. I mean, I have a high-level coach for sure. No, 100%. But there, there's, so, not a, there's not a, a, a famous dude rolling around with us. It's just us, the team. Fucking uh, Ross. Yeah, you know, that's a, it. Isn't that I've had Chris the same Pratt guys on for, the fence? <laughs> Chris, I saw Chris, hey, Chris Pratt. Pratt was there. It was funny. Oh, he was? Yeah. There we go. Finally. Jesus <laughs> but Christ, he, He's man, not rolling around with me. For this one. <laughs> what was funny, Chris though, Pratt's after that fight. every photo you've been in. Chris Pratt's. Chris Pratt's yeah. been there. After that fight, though, um, one of my buddies said, you know that gift from, like, Parks and Rec of, Chris Pratt in yeah. that face. It's like yep. a surprise face. Yep. He's somebody sent me that, didn't know it was like, holy shit, dude, you did it, whatever. When I no first, way. When I first knocked out Fedor, I ran and jumped on the, the cage, whatever, and I looked down 
and Chris Pratt was doing that face. I was looking right, <laughs> looking right at me, you know, and I saw my buddy after that, and then I was looking for my family and shit, but it was kind of funny. But that maybe that's who you're talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That so that, right that photo is, yes, so that, that photo is going around the world, and everybody's like, holy shit, Chris Pratt's best friend just won another title and that literally that photo's gone everywhere no are you shit, aware listen, of that we will invite I, I don't know him at all but hell chris pratt's a cool motherfucker i think we should go like hunt or do some man shit all together we'll try and get him when we do our la shows yeah yeah maybe do some yeah. uh sparring yeah some with sparring the, yeah with the finger, some of your version finger. of sparring yeah because so. everybody everybody who's written in the show is like dude ask him about his relationship with chris pratt that photo is everywhere by the way i mean literally what, everywhere what can photo, we see though? that picture can you type his name and Chris Pratt it's and see gift. if it comes up. No, yes, yeah, yeah, I don't even know if I have a photo with him. Yeah. But no, he's what he's just watching you, right? Like he was at the fight or yeah, something. Yeah, he he's was a- at the fight. Yo, yes, yeah, find me that so, one because hey, that Dave, look up Chris Pratt watching Bellator um, Fader versus Ryan Bader. Yeah, because I did jump on the cage right there, and I just kind of you know he was right cage side and was the first person I saw. Y- yeah, so that that photo was everywhere, and everybody assumed like, oh my god, Chris Pratt loves veterans. He must have came there to watch you and all this other stuff, and that that was the first photo I saw of you guys, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's, that's, that's crazy!" Name. Yeah, Fader and Ryan Bader. It's almost like a rap song. So Fader that's his buddy Bader right Bader. there, the guy who was a uh, hmm, uh, hmm, uh, Wikipedia. I think uh, I think Ross is just wrong in all this. No, it's it's Dave on that one. So the Chris Pratt photo has been uh, like that. That that's the one that's been going around. To be is honest, yeah, I haven't you? seen it. Well, I haven't seen it. Yeah, here we right. are, just drinking and getting either way. So, hey, fake news. Yeah, we, fake we, we news. Got some, Ross. We, we, exactly. We got some questions for the fans, uh, yeah. and we'll ask we'll ask everybody on the panel for this. So, from Drinking Bros Sports, what is your favorite fight movie? Ooh, fight movie of all time. Dun, 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 dun. You know, what we watched. Uh, it was on actually two days before the fight. Is Roadhouse? <laughs> Does that oh, love Roadhouse. Okay. Yeah, so that's always a fun one. Matt Best, how about yours? Me? Yep. Fight? Oh, shit. Uh, You got to go like Rocky or something. I don't know. It's hard to watch like the fake. Uh, You know, Creed was a decent movie. Rocky, Uh, man. Rocky. I've got got a good one. I've got got a zinger. Three Ninjas Kickback. Oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is probably one of my favorite fight movies. (laughs) Predator. (laughs) Three Ninjas. I'm going with Three Ninjas, Ross. Rocky Mm. 2. Yeah, Rocky second Rocky. I, I go Rocky four Baker. I'm proud of you for that one. I got to ask uh, this one because it's been posted like 17 times. It's immature question. It's silly, but apparently drinking bros want to know. Has there ever been in a fucking time in your MMA career where there's just, well, obviously because I had I rolled five times and had junk in my face where mm-hmm. like there's just like the balls in your face. Like Jesus Christ, get these yeah, things oh, out I, of my yeah. face. I mean, I've wrestled my whole life too. You know, and we had yeah. uh, we had a guy that. Uh, was a heavyweight that Kane Velasquez used to just murder every day as you know his training partner. Yeah, but um, he wore no underwear, oh. athletic, oh, you know, God. wrestling shorts. Yeah, the big old hog on him. Oh, so you God. shoot kind of like a, you know, a high crotch, and it's like kind of on your shoulder, just hanging out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but in no. MMA, yeah, I mean that like dong to dong dong dong. I've had like, oh, exactly. Shit, I mean, you get in. Uh, the worst is their shirt, like that shirts in your mouth, and he, you know, Blech. they move and it gets wrung out in your mouth. Oh, oh god! Yeah, you get used to like being, and you've been in there, like in guard, and you're waiting for like the round to start, and you're like, 
in it's on super your back, like, your legs right, well, it's wrapped around the him. It's like, all right, let's go. And yeah. you get him in there, and you're like, it's just a dude like fucking you, Mish style. You yeah, know? and you're like, and you're waiting for the round to go, so you're just like Bing. hanging okay. out there. All right, I guess I'm cool with this. Apparently, it's it's because I'm a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, uh, favorite hype song? That's the next question. What's what's what, what's the song you you listen to before I don't you walk have in one in particular? Um, but in the back is kind of like a tradition. We'll just put on like Pandora, classic rock. I'll ask and, you, you this. know, and just let it roll, and then we'll go <laughs> for your final Bellator fight. Can we can we talk you into using Bitch I Operate? Oh, what what is it? We should we should we should sort that. Let's talk about that. Let's talk yes. about that All offline. Right. All right. If you came out to one of my songs, I don't know what I would. I would. You got to s- roll out there too. Oh, are you yeah. fucking kidding me? I'm coming. I'm coming. Like I'm coming up in the morning, and I'm talking. Yeah, dude, I'll fucking. Yeah. Dude, I'm ready. Oh, <laughs> if we oh, use that, I got, you guys got to come out. Yes, now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm there. Matt, we're doing. Are you kidding me? Will, oh, Bellator loves that shit. Yes. They'll be all over. Are you kidding me? It. That oh, would yeah. be. We'll rally the drinks. I'll be fucking storming. That would be the greatest moment of my life if I get to fucking be a rap artist at a fucking and your rap song is playing for his walkout, and we're being. And I'll mix the lyrics up like "fuck you, J Beebs." Like, hey, what's up, dude? But, yeah, yeah, let's redo. Done. Let's redo the lyrics for the for the Done fight deal. itself. Oh, dude, I'll write it all about Vader. We got let's that. Do all day. Let's so do the, it. Let's do it. So the guy that fought before me, uh, Jack Swagger. You know, w. I don't watch really watch WWE, but Jack Swagger. I don't know. Uh, we do don't, you nobody, guys? No, okay. no, no. Come on. And so I didn't really know, but he we had a guy come operas. out and kind of, you know, kind of do that himself. He's like in a red jumpsuit, whatever, rapping. But so, okay, hundred percent. They love it. I'm down. I'll yeah. do whatever. Yeah, we're in your last but fight for Bell Tour. Would you would so you walk any, him out as a hype man, like with a mic in hand, like rapping? Are you him would they let, me? Would they let him do that? Yeah, a live oh, I'm walk out. So like UFC, no <laughs> shot. Yeah, Bellator loves like. Theatrics, oh, like, the Japanese yeah. pride style. Yeah. Would perform. I walk out as a hype man? You would with perform a mic with a mic rapping. singing. They could, his whole camp can pick my fucking attire. I'll come out like looking like Fifty Cent or fucking. I'll come out in a fucking cut off flannel, man. Like I am the Folgers motherfucker, I am dude. Blushing right now, dude. So are you kidding me? Hey, that that's a great idea. We can I, mix I would, it up a little bit. Day. Yeah, yeah, all day. This the, is actually the lead singer of Lincoln's box, box seats. Lincoln's box seats, <laughs> bitch. That's a really good uh, question. I, uh, not to take off that, but um, I'm so excited. Ja- for this. Jacob asked about competitiveness in the weight classes. Do you think that there's a certain weight class that is the most competitive? Because in in my perspective and lens would be that there's a lot more the, the lighter guys are hyper technical and they yeah. move super fast, which presents its own challenges. But then heavyweights, it's like you make one fucking mistake. Good night. Yeah, you can get, but like, is there a class you think is the no? Most competitive? You're you're totally right. I think uh, the lighter weights are like at 155, right? You have ten killers that could just rotate and beat each other all the time. Um, but at the same time, at heavyweight and light heavyweight, 185, you have the big guys and small gloves knock each other out. Um, but I do feel like the heavyweight division historically has been weak beyond like five, like the top five. Right. You know, you'll have you'll have three, four, five just killers in that weight division and then all of a sudden it drops off pretty significantly. Yeah, right. they could win. Yeah, they have power, whatever, but like the skilled guys are right there. It's kind of like you know, like uh don't sound weird saying it, but like women's MMA. Right. You have amazing champions, amazing top three. Amanda but Nunez, the, but Jesus the depth, Christ, what a 
fucking boss ass yeah, bitch, dude. Crazy, right? Yeah, but Woo! the the, the, the talent Golly. drop. But, but it, the drop off is significant. Like you'll have somebody ranked seventh in the world in the UFC, and they're like five and five. Right. You know. But um, and I feel like at heavyweight, sometimes it could be really strong, or it could be you have three amazing world class fighters, and it kind of drops off a little bit. You know. And I feel like in two hundred five pound division. Right now in the UFC is kind of like that. Okay. Which is crazy because you're, are you still friends with Cain Velasquez? Yeah. Man, I'm a huge fucking fan of that dude. And he's taken the stint off maybe because DC held the heavyweight championship. But he's coming back to fight uh, Francis Ngandu. Yep. Holy so fucking So Cain was hurt. Shit. He had surgery on his back for a little bit. And then, uh, you know, he kind of knew his worth and wasn't, I think, and this could kind of hearsay, but um, kind of knew his worth and knew what he wanted to get and whatnot and uh held out a little bit but i feel like he's the best fighter on the planet dude that's what i'm saying francis nagando and him that's a fireworks yeah. show i'm excited that could go you know kane's smart about it he's not gonna get a slugfest with him he's gonna go in there right. put the pressure take him down well look in the sense up, of but... like dos anjos's success that first fight that they got like got rocked put away and then kane was like i'm coming back motherfucker and then that performance he put on their mm. second fight was just fucking brilliant kane's one of those so. dudes that yeah he he i think he's the top guy what are you saying ooh about the what uh, you got i liked i liked his how hard was it to pick up striking after so many years of competitive wrestling oh uh, right. that's a, that is a good one uh, <laughs> fuck man I'm, i remember being in uh in huge fights in ufc had no i no idea what the fuck i was doing on the feet 100 percent like I, when I fought Machida, I went in there and yeah, I was like, I can hit hard, whatever. But I didn't even have a jab. Like I, I couldn't set anything up. I was like, if we throw, I'll throw two, and see what happens. I knew I hit hard, and I and I had my wrestling, but um, it wasn't until like a little before the Rashad fight where it kind of slowed down. I had a jab. I kind of knew what I was doing, you know. And so I've always had all the other shit, but for that to catch up. And my mentality to catch up, the mental aspect, I think that's what's really kind of propelling me now. But, yeah, fuck, it, it took forever. I remember trying to learn a left hook in the gym because <laughs> I hadn't thrown a, a punch in before yeah. I was 23, <laughs> you know, besides like yeah. a, a bar fight and, you know, what is that? So, yeah, that was the hardest uh, the hardest part. There's got to be stories, at least something, from Arizona State, right? And I just saw a picture oh, yeah. Fuck, you had some killers. Cain Velasquez and this group of just, like, guys that have gone on to have massive success in MMA. But, like, Arizona State, right? That is known as, like, the party. <laughs> All right. So yeah. right there. I would Look not. I would, I would you, can, you can pull up, pull oh, up uh, Bader and CB Dalloway, Care Bears. Oh, shit. All right. So we were all, we went out on a Halloween, whatever. Big old block party in Scottsdale. Cain was there for a little while. Um, walking back, and I'm not one to like. I'm not ever talking. Sh- there it is on the top, top right there, top left. I'm the yellow guy, sunshine bear. Oh shh! <laughs> <laughs> so we went out like that. That's hilarious. You know, wrestlers. And That's ASU. a lot of paint, man. There's a lot of paint. So we go out. We have a good time. <laughs> We're leaving, and my buddy CB, he's uh, um, can be socially awkward at times. You know, a good dude, but we were uh, walking back and. He was talking to a girl, and all of a sudden, this like frat bus unloads, and this guy comes up and looks at both of us, leg kicks CB, and they start fighting. Cops come, they tell they tell me to leave. I go around the corner, I come back to see where he's going, you know, get, going to jail, whatever. They arrest him and I, looking like that. 
There's a mugshot. You got arrested? I got arrested. There's a mugshot somewhere out there of us Put looking Ryan like Bader that. mugshot. I got to see this. <laughs> no, I don't know if it's on the internet here. We got to find it, but. Uh, hey, Ryan, I, I figured out the Chris Pat rumor, by the way. Yeah, what was that? was actually there to see somebody on the undercard who had never fought before, but because you were the double champion, they posted a picture of you and him like he was there to see you. Ah, Welcome gotcha, to gotcha. Hollywood, baby. That's, that's showbiz, show, baby. That's show business, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question for you. Um, how many pro fights have you had in UFC and Bell Torkin Bun? I think I'm uh, like 33, 34. Uh, what is your uh, greatest, looking back, mm-hmm. what victory are you most proud of? And then is there any losses or a loss or performance that haunts you that just you can't shake? Uh, so, I mean, you really can't top the, uh, I don't think you're going to find that. that uh, He's that going, mugshot's going to mugshot. Someone, someone will find it. Someone you got to find it, though. Dave. Fucking but, Dave. Uh, yeah, so I mean, you can't beat Fedor. Fedor is one of my favorite fighters of all. You know, and then to, so your to most knock him fight out is, is is the one yeah. you're putting up there. Okay, and then cool. uh, Rampage in Japan. You know, yeah, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was a younger kid coming up, and and it's you fucking know, Rampage Jackson, Rampage dude. UFC champion to do it in Japan too. We we yeah. fought at 10 a.m. I, I sent a 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Phoenix. God cop. dang, what time you get up? I, I just 5:30 a.m. We'll <laughs> see if we can get this thing. I sent a Phoenix cop. Uh, he's also was, I got arrested in uh, Scottsdale. Scottsdale. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll so, find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so ten, uh, we left at 5.30 a.m. I brought some, like, oatmeal, ate it in the back, and then went out there and fought Rampage at 10 a.m. in Japan, Tokyo, Japan. Was the lead-up to Fader any different? Because he's, like, he's got this fucking aura about him. He's not a shit talker. Yeah. He's always, like, well-spoken he's and very killer. reserved, yeah. and he's just, like... I, you know, barely talks in media. You 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 just like out of fight and you know fucking yeah. kill people. Like fuck, man. Is it was there was there like a aura about that dude, or was it just like here's he's a man, I'm a man, let's fucking party. There there definitely was, but I tried to keep that out of my head, and I tried to like you were saying, I tried to check myself and say, all right, you're fighting this guy. You know, January twenty sixth doesn't matter if it's fate or doesn't matter you know he can't bring his past wins i can't either he can't bring his belts in i like that it's it's him and i at that moment in time and that's it and i knew like i said going back to like i knew i prepared and and did everything i had to do to allow myself to be successful in that cage and so like what else is there to do so i kept going back to that but i did get to the arena just got to the arena and i was like looking around all of a sudden, there's like 20 people, like cameras and all this shit, you know, in my locker room. Right. I watch Fedor come in, and I like realize like in the magnitude and this is a huge fucking fight, huge fight, yeah. heavyweight championship of the world. Um, you know, I I have the light heavyweight belt, you know, but this is my time, and and if there was ever an opportunity to seize, it's right now. And I felt myself kind of getting in that moment and kind of going like, oh, fuck. That's but, when like I'm in a dun, 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 exactly. mom spaghetti, bro. <laughs> so I had to check myself right then and be like, all right, we're good. You trained your ass off. You're ready for him right now. Who cares if it's Fedor? Who cares? You've been in there with the, the legends in MMA. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's go. And kaboom. <laughs> and it yeah, exactly. When it happened cool. that quick. And yeah. Then what, about a, what about a loss that sticks with you? Uh, that would be Tito Ortiz. What? Yeah. So uh, back in the day. Theodore? 
Oh, the old Tito. Yeah, who wants to get beat God, by him, you know? yeah. And, uh... Because, like, if you... No, I know he's a little older and super rude, you know, but you and Tito get in a cage right now, I feel like you would you would rip his head off. Destroy him. I yeah. feel the same, but if yeah. they... I can do... I can beat Fedor. I can go win the light heavyweight and heavyweight championship of the world. So but... Why does Tito stick But with people... They go, yeah, you're pretty good, but you fucking lost to Tito. That's they always have that like, yeah, but that ace, you know. But did you lose to Tito when he was on his hot streak? No, because there was a time there, (laughs) absolutely, when Tito was like a world beater. But then once once the the coach cracked, it's like, well, no, he was, and once Liddell fucked him up, he kind of went back and forth with it's MMA, right? It's crazy, it's crazy fucking sport. We're all big guys. And so I I I was probably eight. Fucking eight years ago or something, and so I just lost a only time I've lost two in a row. I lost to John Jones. John Jones, that's right. Went yep. on to people didn't really know how good he was, and and at that point, I had no fucking idea what I was doing. He goes and beats Shogun for the title. I fight T Ortiz. Was Shogun right after you? Right after. That's, yeah, that's, that's right. When he won. Yeah, yeah. And so I fight Tito. I go out there. He catches me with like a weird punch, and. I woke up kind of in a choke, and then he's strong. He is strong as fuck, and he choked. He was choking the shit out of me and tapped, and that was it. Shit. And I was like, and that. So that in my career, that was a the moment where it was like, right? Because you like, like you lose to down. Jones, you're like, okay, I get it. You know, he's got a couple of picograms yeah. helping him out. I'm kidding, joke, haha. But then, like, yeah, Tito Ortiz, you're like, Oof. that's a rough one for me. Yeah, yeah. Right. and then at that time too, he was on. A good losing streak, and it was kind of one of those things. But uh, so it, you that's brought his career back for him. 100, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he got him another fight. It, it <laughs> got him another fight, and he went on and did his thing, you know. But um, you know, it is what it is. It's MMA, and from that, you can either go one of two ways. You can say, "Ah, oh, fucking, let it get you in a little deep hole," or you figure it out. And oh, I think he what was it I out, doing Ryan? wrong? <laughs> I think you know, you figured it out. <laughs> and so, who do you hope to fight next, Ryan? Man, there's been a lot of different names thrown at me. They're, uh, well, how about this first? Do you want to do it at light heavyweight or heavyweight? So that's the thing, too. Um, if they want my contract, you know, I'm here at light heavyweight. If they yeah. w- and we were, we were kind of talking about doing a new deal, this and that. And if they want me to fight at heavyweight and stay at heavyweight, I got to be incentivized to do that. And I'd love to do a new deal and get right. it going and be happy. And, um, you know, I know where we need to be, where I, I'll do whatever you want. Right. I'll fight at heavyweight and go back down to light heavyweight, whatever. But um, for me, there, there, there are two guys at heavyweight that they, that they fight. There's a clear-cut winner. It's uh, Congo and Minikoff, the yeah. Russian. Okay. Yeah. You know, and Minikoff had that title before. That's why this vacant title was there. Right. Because they stripped him when he left, or I don't know the whole, the whole deal. But um, And then at 205... I don't feel like there's a clear-cut contender that has a big name, you know. And so I got like, yeah, bring the you know, and, the and I got asked you know worthy. a couple couple uh, different names like Tito, like Chell Sonnen, you know. And I told them if if they can just if Bellator can justify putting them into a title you, shot, I'm all for it. You and Chell Sonnen would be an interesting fight. Both wrestlers that can throw down. Yeah. Tito, that would be kind of cool for you. Like come back. There's and, a storyline there. You know, storyline there. That's like I got a, I got a, I got a question. Um, if you could go back in time and fight any MMA fighter at their prime, I like that. And you at your prime, who would it be? Baker Levitt's right here, right now. 
Okay. That, in, that was mine. I'm in the moment. <laughs> Any MMA fighter. At their prime, at their peak, and you at your peak. I, th- I think it would have to be Fedor. I mean, that's a guy that, when we were watching that, I was like, holy shit, this dude. So you would want to fight Fedor at his peak. Well, that is it. That this man I, came into this building with a set of balls in a wheelbarrow. Well, what, <laughs> what am I doing in this sport if I don't want to? No, and, and here's fight why, the best here's why the, that answer at their best me. time. You said your greatest victory was was Fedor. Yeah, I, w- I want to say it, greatest, like or the most memorable. My mem- yeah, the, my most memorable and, and most my, recent. True, <laughs> but I, I think that no, that says a lot. That that speaks. Volumes about your character, in my opinion. That, that was a really good answer. Aside from Fedor, who would it be? Hmm. Uh, I'll probably say Shogun. Shogun okay. was one of those guys where yeah, I've always, yeah, he was always on my radar, and I, I figured. And there's, there were times when we talked with the UFC and whatnot. There, it was almost there, kind of like it could yeah. be Shogun next. It could be you know this fighter, but he, he's a guy like I watched in, you know, in Pride when Fedor was fighting. Like two baddest dudes in MMA, you know, and so when he came over, um, but shit too. Just thinking about that right now too. You have Chuck Liddell when he was yeah, in his prime, yeah, right? Yeah. And I w- so I might change that to him because when I was coming up and I was wrestling, he that was, was the a dude, man. man. He was that a was man. The dude. He dude. He was on a streak there, man. Just which was dropping like, fools. dude. Yeah. It was super hard for me to watch Tito versus Liddell, and I know the promotion. They said the fight was going to happen. We thought we'd do it in California and make it the most safe for the fighters. But it was hard for me to watch because you're like, dude, Chuck, you're a fucking living legend. Like everybody loves you. Preserve don't go out like left, that, yeah, buddy. Like fuck, man. And he's from that slow. payday, Matt. That payday, though. I you know? no, I don't think it's the payday, bro. I think that he just misses it. He, it's it's chasing the dragon. It's why people stay in service. For I so think long. so too. It's, I think the dude has had acting opportunities. The UFC has given him opportunities as far as an influencer and promoter. I think that the majority of that. Uh, um, the want for him to fight again was because he was chasing the dragon. You just want to get back in there and he prove point. He wanted to clean his mental palate. And that's what Tito did, too. Tito was like, well, I'm just going to fucking punch face and finally get that win over Chuck Liddell. Yeah. You're like, bitch, he beat you it's three time times. It's a time right now, yeah. Man, you know, so. No, I agree with you. There's a, there's, there's a time when, and you guys obviously know this, where like you miss that. Even the week of, as much as you hate it and you go through all this emotions and shit like that, like at the end when you look back, you're like, man, I was alive and... Yeah, like, you're alive. Everything's that much sweeter. Yeah, you know the day after the fight because all you're thinking about you're getting in a, a cage with this guy. I might get physically fucked up. I might, you know, I might it's, lose. Yeah. Like I might get knocked out. I might get embarrassed in front of my whole friends and family. And then when you're successful, or even if you're not, you look back. You're like, man, that was a fun training camp, fun, fun week. And so when that's out of your life, Frank, I will take some whiskey, buddy. I got a question. Come on. I like asking you questions. So yeah, ba- ba- for the Drinker Bros right now. You don't now, have to raise your hands like, like you're in middle school. You. You, know? so, you can hang out, buddy. So uh, with regards to like the evolution of the sport, all right, because we talked earlier today, and I was talking about how when I was in college, we were watching you know, like UFC 2 on VHS, and a lot has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, what would happen if you went into the octagon and fought someone and they had on a gi? So I look back to... One fight in particular, not even a gi. Like, Gracie? Look, is it Hoist Gracie? Yeah, yeah. Hoist Gracie well, and you know, Matt Hughes. That's, like, that's why Hoist Gracie, however you want to say it, Hoist, Hoist Gracie, 
wore the gi when you watch his interviews he goes i wanted people to latch on to me and try to take me down and that was the whole reason in in the beginning ufc one he wore the gi because he wanted people to like grab a hold of him and then he just do what you know the gracies do Pull their ponytail whatever yeah to sorry yeah. to interrupt but yeah, that was yeah. fascinating because yeah, yeah. i'm like why the fuck are you wearing a gi and a i want him on fight, my, i want him on my body and you remember his striking? He used to just kind of do almost two knuckles. All. Yeah, yeah. He'd punch like this with he, two he knuckles. Ch- he chicken Knuckle kick, kick. He chicken kick. kick at you. Yeah. yeah. But then he'd go beat these even wrestlers too. Then, but you, we had no idea what the fuck that was, and that's when Brazilian Jiu Jitsu exploded, right? Yeah. And they went in there to prove, and they had they had better physical specimen fighters in their family that could go out there, but but Hoist was it. Hickson, Hickson, yeah, Hickson's Hicks, Hickson's the guy that I think they let us down by not letting him do the things that they wanted to prove a point. Though they right. put him, put Hoist out there because he was kind of babyface, he was smaller, unassuming, but then he went and beat Hick, everybody. Hickson was the motherfucker. Yeah, right? he's Hickson, a motherfucker. Of all the Gracies, Hickson was the the the, the that alpha. whole family yeah. and that lineage lineage of jujitsu. It's like. Next it's level. Insane. You see, you yeah. see guys like the uh, Brian Ortegas that have come out yeah, exactly. from, from training with them. There's like, there's black belts, and then there's like black belts. Oh yeah, and like Brian Ortega, that guy is just fucking T City, dude. I'm a huge fan. I mean, there's different man, levels, and, and there. it's a thumbs up to Max Holloway after he beat Brian's ass. But I, I would love to fucking and this sport's going to evolve like Ortega. that. Do you see those Badass. Max Holloway? Yeah, you know Brian Ortega. But you see, I they come in with striking. They yeah. all like it's crazy that. They, they, well, I grew up football, baseball, traditional sports. Because you're a goddamn American. Exactly. Love it. Exactly. That's all I have to say. No, He's but then so bear. these <laughs> care bear. So these care uh, bear. younger yeah. guys are coming in and they're uh, they're doing everything. They're every, striking every at five years old. They're doing jujitsu. They're wrestling. You know, and they put it together. By the time time they're eighteen, yeah, they're going to be scary scary dudes you know and so the my turning point going back to what i was saying about matt hughes and gracie like watching that i forget what fight when they fought again or i don't know if they fought the first time whatever too much jameson but when <laughs> That's they what we do with the black rifle if you, i just got poured up with some more jameson so for a little tipsy fuck you we're having a good time guys. when they fought <laughs> when they fought and then matt hughes you know obviously knows enough jujitsu and, and it was it was beyond just knowing one, you know, oh, I know wrestling, I know boxing, I know jiu-jitsu, whatever. It, you know everything. You, you know enough to not get caught in submissions. Right. And Matt Hughes went out there and, you know, got uh, two hooks in, flattened them out, and beat them up. That was kind of the turning point where it was like, all right, now everybody, I, I saw that where, like, it's going to change the game a little bit. Everybody's right. going to come in with the, the knowledge. To right. stay out of submissions, to do you know, do that Defend whole deal, and do, yeah. do strength and, and now, power like how many, how many submissions do you see compared to back in the day? And I might be, I may True. be wrong, right? But I think you still see a lot of submissions. But yeah, the game plan significantly different. And I think yeah. that that's something that will probably be why your success was in the fader fight is like people can't go in this in a singular perspective as far as like okay, no one wants to fucking fist fight with fader. Yeah, that dude throws fucking bombs. But what we're gonna do is change levels. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna fucking fake the takedown, and we're gonna throw a weird ass fucking punch. Exactly. And it's like that's why fa- fighting's so fascinating to me because you can. You can train so much and learn the technicalities and then all of that jazz, but you can't train for fucking feints 
and what yeah. these guys are throwing at you because you can do all this shit. And I think that's what you're really seeing is like technical fighters that are learning how to like, you know, use one discipline and then they adjust it during the fight. I think jo- well, you, you got to be so weird. You got to be weird yeah. in there too. The, you, I mean, I'm not the most technical striker if you looked at me, but if I can trick you or think, yeah. make you think I'm doing something else and hit you in the face pretty damn hard. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm going to do. We've done that in your fights, though, because you'll throw like a one, two or whatever, and you'll stick people. And if you get, end up getting caught, you'll just fake that shot, double leg, let's party yeah. down on the fucking ass, dude. That's not fun for it, anybody. It's interesting you were talking about, uh, you know, being well-rounded and stuff. And then uh, I think Matt brought up submissions. But when's the last time somebody got armbarred? Early days of UFC? No, it's happening. It happens all the time. But, yeah, I don't, no, but not like it used to. So. No, I'm, I'm with you. I don't yeah, think, and I may be wrong, but I don't think it's because people know enough defense to stay out of trouble. Yeah. So, like, what, what are the, what, like, there's so, submissions but, that are, you're but never going to leg is, lock. But, those don't happen anymore. But this is the future, yeah. right? I don't think general jujitsu is necessarily the future. I think that that component is translated to a good defensive posture. I have to defend get to where I'm comfortable and strike. But then you see guys like uh, DJ who just went to uh, one, yeah. uh, one championship. But like the first time I think he fought was at Henry Singundo. He did like some weird body throw, caught him in the air into a fucking general arm bar. Basic one-on-one white belt jiu-jitsu arm bar. But the way that he threw him, caught him in this fucking... You would never in your wildest dreams think that when you're getting tossed in the air and you're like, okay, let me find the mat. He's trapping your arm and going to choke you like... What the fuck? Yeah, so it's like the applications <laughs> in these like really, really brilliant manner. And the more money that's invested in MMA as far as sponsorships and, and promotions, all that does is create higher levels of fighters. What happened to boxing back in like the nineties, because they're making so much fucking money, they're like, Let's 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 do it. you you get money breeds epicness because people want to participate because there's a payday. And I think that's what's happening in MMA. We're like mm-hmm. you, to your point, Ryan, was like people are coming up now that are five that are better boxers than I am. And you see these kids fucking hitting mitts and they're doing takedowns. Like, Jesus, I don't want to see this fucking kid when he's 21 years old. It's the fucking gorilla, dude. (laughs) And you look at jujitsu too. They just look at, uh, what was the fight? Ryan Hall and BJ Penn. Yeah. You know, you have guys coming up and specializing in jujitsu and competing jujitsu at the highest level. And they're doing crazy shit that the Gracie's and all that, you know, that they weren't doing back then. It's evolving. It's and evolving. Then, it's Tetris. It's body Tetris, which is crazy yep. because you learn how to get one of the sides and you have that motherfucker that can get all of it blindfolded in one. You're like, not going to play Tetris with that guy. No. Yeah, and then, it, then when they start some, throwing punches, you're like, fuck it, this I think shit. it, um, in the lighter weight classes, I think it, it keeps everybody as honest as they could possibly be. Heavyweights, like we were saying, what's the guy's name that said, my balls are sweaty? Oh, uh, that's funny. Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis, yeah. Got Derek his Lewis, ass yeah. Whooped for the entire fight. Last 10 seconds. That dude, for some reason, decides he's going to lead in with 10 seconds left. If the fight is over, yeah. he's won. Leads in with his head, gets knocked out. But I think the, the lighter guys, like I think with the BJJ, uh, the, the jiu jitsu stuff, it, um, it makes everyone have to be honest and well rounded. Yeah, well, uh, I think they're more technically. They're they're more technical in every aspect. The lighter guys, you know, yeah. you as you have to be, you know, because even in cardio, if you're looking, they can go forever. You know, bodies are smaller, or whatever. But technically, looking at them, little light bitches, little <laughs> light ass. You got the, the same ground. size lungs and smaller body, but bitch. at the same time, that's why you're seeing the, I don't know the the you know the 
the lightest, what is that, flyweight almost flyweight, get cut? Yeah, you know? well, 125 because, will go away because that's the problem, right? Because you look at general consumption, and this is like a business perspective that I would have. It's like people want spectacle, mm-hmm. heavyweight spectacle. It's like, oh, my God, something's going to happen anytime. When you watch 125 and you see guys that are just so brilliant in their technical yep. striking – but it's not entertaining because you're like, these dudes aren't going to go to sleep in two seconds. Whereas like Derek Luce in the, in the heavyweight division, this dude just steps in, closes his eyes, overhand fucking right, over the top, night. Unless and then you got the guy in the ground like... <laughs> Unless you're a practitioner. Out. Yeah, so like on the Unless you, yeah, classes, you appreciate the, 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 the art. Uh, I, I've very, very... I'm a white belt in yeah. BJJ. Oh, so, God. Let's, you are? Yeah. Why don't you ever roll with me? What? You never let me roll, fucker. I'll, Every time a, I roll at the house, you fucking submit. Put a gi on, we'll do it. Okay, fuck all day. Uh, like, uh, I'll cross red green. choke your ass. Red I'm not, bully, no, I'm not red gi. I'll go like red white gee. belt 101. I'm not saying I, I, you you'll be you know more than I do, but like I, I we'll put on a gi, we'll, we'll mess around. Great. And then we'll take the off and mess hold around. On, hold double on. Gi? We'll do jujitsu. We won't mess around. But, that sounds uh, a little gay tonight, no, bro. But, um, <laughs> the, um, I think with the lighter weight classes. Th- there's a guy that's one has like some phenomenal record. It's in a very very light body weight. I have no interest as a consumer watching that shit. Really? And and I have a, a very basic, basic understanding of, of, of jiu-jitsu. Mm. Um, and I, I think, to echo Matt's point, when I go to Matt's house to watch fights, I, I am looking for spectacle. Like, I, I'm, I'm here for a fucking show. don't you show. put that on me, Ricky Bobby. I love the lightweight class. It's just one of my, like, the lighter classes. It's one of my favorite No, but I'm agreeing with everything you said, though. Yeah, it's spectacle. You were As a consumer. Yourself, yeah. yeah, when you see fucking, you know, Ryan or John Jones, these big motherfuckers walk out, and you're like, anything can happen. That's a brilliant yeah. MMA. You're like, there's a knee, there's a and, shin, there's a fucking... And when you're fucking, sitting here with a party, having some beers, whatever, and you're, you know, you want to watch it. And I've, I've been guilty of the same shit. I wrestle fuck some people, you know, because yeah. I'm... That much better. We should have got drunk but... and wrestled so I could see how fast you can tap Matt out. I think I will give you ten seconds. You could probably choke me out. We still have time. <laughs> no, you okay. can't. No, yeah. 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 You can only that. walk for thirty seconds. I um... there's a carpet right here. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I'll get Matt, Matt said he wanted to show you hey. some stuff. Don't sag back, sandbag me though, because you got some skills here. I, know I will you give no, you. I I'll, I'll give you pure. I'll give you two hundred and forty pounds of pure Georgia hell for about seven and a half seconds before I pass out. <laughs> I'll throw up. On you. I, I told Ryan on the way. That's here. what you said about the shooting too, and we <laughs> yeah. tied. Ooh. We did I'm not making excuses. You're supposed to whoop my ass at that, but damn, I, I like Tipsy Ryan. This Hold is on, fucking great. <laughs> wait, like, oh, wait, wait, oh, oh, wait, oh, oh, wait. Oh, hold up. Did hold I up. ever say I was going to beat you? Did I ever no, say anything? Hey. Not a, never. Not never one hey, time. Bader, just so you know, person. he thought it. Don't give him humble. You can he see it in his eyes right that, here. No, I didn't. This fucking baby fuck walked out there today. It was like, I'm the skeet champion. And I just want to re-talk about, I want to bring this up again. Ryan tied you, mm-hmm. and I'm the only person that shot 100% of the clays. So eat that for the rest of when your life. When does he leave? Huh? <laughs> well, tomorrow well, that's afternoon. when I rolled up, and everybody was like, oh, he's the best over here. What time do you leave tomorrow? What time do you leave tomorrow? You're not taking him to the... the he we... Wants to, <laughs> It's we over. All, it's over, all. Baker. Okay. It's over. Hold on. Let, let's go to the <laughs> San Antonio. We'll go to the National, National Shooting, Shooting Center. Complex yeah, fucking And shoot, we'll shoot real skates and traps. Well, that, Ryan, or we can just walk away with the W like we did, yeah. you know? But that's what I would. If I were you, I'd be like, hey, man, I'm going to take this thing on down. I'm going to take this W down the road. <laughs> <laughs> One day, Baker, I would love to shoot with you like competitive shotgun because I can fuck with it. Did you not watch my shooting today? Not only do those clay pigeons go, they go, 
and when the wad hits him. So, and yes, you can articulate your counterpoint that you were getting easier ones. You're a very good no, shot. No, 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 no. I want that, that to be known. But no, if you really want to eat a slice of humble pie, and I'll eat one with you. Yeah, we'll go out there and shoot the yellow course, and uh, that, of course, that's one yeah. of those Trust things me, where I, you're just yeah. kind of like, hmm, fuck this shit. I'm never doing this again. But you know who the most <laughs> impressive shot is uh, in this company that I've ever shot with? Oh, God. Dave Reardon. <laughs> I'm not fucking laughing. What? Dave Are you Reardon. Serious? We went out to shoot skeet one day. He, he's never done it. I think he went 18 for 20 on the red course and was turning them into pepper. He's left eye dominant right handed. His sight picture, he was focusing so hard. He goes, I can't shoot anymore. So why? He goes, My eyes cramping. And what the fuck does that even mean? He goes, Man, I just trust me on this. Like, like, I'm left eye dominant. I've been focusing so hard with my right eye. Like, I can't shoot anymore. L- literally turning them into pepper. That was, that was one of the most impressive things. I've so seen. he doesn't work here anymore, which is really awkward. Yeah. <laughs> he just, heard, he no just one got told him yet. Dave, do you still work here? <laughs> Okay. All right. There's a little alfalfa hair sticking up over there. But no, when you're talking about, well, I was talking about Ryan today because I want to get one little bit more stint about MMA and let's move on. But was how I've said this a gajillion times, Ross, and, and replicate this on what we talked about earlier. But yeah, fighting pro fighters. I just want this for everybody to know is such a humbling experience because I look at my life. I've trained ten years, a decade to be a violent fucking killer. And when you step in with these dudes, it's so fucking scary. Like, that's why I have my Glock here. I'm like, if Ryan gets drunk and comes at me, bro, I'm putting fucking bullets in holes, man. But it's it's so existing cool. Like, I'm a, that's why I'm such a fan of the whole sport, dude. And um, the last question before we can go talk about dicks and butts for another 15 minutes would be, what is what does Ryan Bader do? Like, outside of fighting, who are you? you I know you're a, you got your, your dad, you're happily married. Like, yeah. like. What what are you about? Just like I'm, I'm, I'm about doing different shit and different experiences. Like gay you know? shit? No, no, no. Like, we'll say, hey, how about like, not usually, like, but like with two dudes and stuff at one time. <laughs> just like you know, two dudes wearing yeah, a gay shirt. And, let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Cyborg. Yeah, no, I, I've been. Uh, yeah, you know, I grew up in Reno, Nevada. I've been into outdoors, and I'm I'm one of those people that always has to be doing something and doing something different. So I've gotten. Into a, a bunch of different stuff. Now I have a family. I have three kids and all that. So oh. you know, obviously that Jared kind of has three kids. <laughs> yeah, like kind of, kind of. Right? Yeah, you yeah. Know? They're around there somewhere. They're here. They're and there. And there. And there. They're everywhere. They're it's kind of like he's got three healthy kids. Yeah, they're healthy. Yeah, happy. Yeah, yeah they're happy. Yeah. But man, I've I've uh, I like to do all kinds of outdoor shit. You know, I like to go. Ride the razors and shit in Glamis. I like to do all that kind of stuff. Um, do stuff with my kids, hunt, fish. Um, really, just anything different too. New experiences. So, like today, went out there and fish and you know, I shot mean, we'll ski and all that. Catching today, catching. No, 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 no. We had well, that was fun as shit, man. That was, dude. I'll tell you, Texas does it right, man. This is the greatest state in the fucking world. I love lying. it, like. I, I, I tell you what, going out there and high having fence a pond. High, high fence pond, it's stock, <laughs> it's catch and release, like, holy shit, we're managing the prop. God, I fucking love high it. High fence pond, and the then fish yeah. couldn't th- escape us. That last little fish, I, I, I loved your competitiveness, because I saw, I caught those two, and you looked at me like, I'm about to fuck this dude up, and I was <laughs> like, it's cool, and then when you yeah. you got whatever, three or four more you caught, well, it was be- a fun fucking time. Before we move off the MMA stuff, I, I cool. have, I have two good. more questions. Um, When you got into MMA, like, obviously... You're the champ champ now. Champ champ, right? Technically, he's a champ champ. It's a champ champ. Champ champ. champ. Uh, champ, champ. Like, did you ever get like pushback from like your, your parents, your family? Oh, yeah. And like people are like, ah, oh, this is stupid. Like, 
And then now they're like, hey, man, we, we, we was just Can I get playing. a selfie? We was playing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, at the beginning. Let me get a couple tickets. <laughs> I mean, I was fighting for 100 bucks in, like, Arizona reservation. I fought on uh, I fought in a bullfighting ring in Mexico one time. Fuck yes! I fought yeah. I fought on another yeah. reservation in Arizona. Tommy Morrison, HIV positive boxer. Yeah, oh. machine gun. Tommy was machine the main gun. event. Morrison. Was the main event. Did they Tommy know he the had gun. HIV? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How, yeah. how can had he box for AIDS. a long time? Fuck, I don't know. Once you're on an Indian reservation, dead. you can do whatever you want, dude. That's, that's a, a good oh, point. So that's the scariest thing for me. Like, okay, because you know. Let's talk about this. Not to go down a weird rabbit no, hole. But I fucking, you know, I've sparred people and we fucking bust each other up. Yeah. I've been fucking hit so hard in the face. I'm gushing blood. Their gloves are fucking bang, bang, coming back and resetting on their heads. We're exchanging blood and you're like, kind of gross. Kind of gross. Because when you look at MMA, I know they test you what every, every, so before every fight. Yeah, and, and some in, are different though. Kind of. In the UFC, we're talking about overseas promotions where these You're motherfuckers Mexico. they're oh, yeah. fucking oh, yeah. dripping blood and like BJ Penn licking it fucking squirting blood in the face you're like that's how AIDS happens so usually that's especially like California, happens. Nevada Arizona you know usually most states in the US you have to get a blood test HIV, Hep C, B whatever yeah in the 30 hex. days between but there's times where you're like they're like yeah your medicals are good I'm like I haven't got a, a test in like fucking 8 months you know yeah. And it, yeah. yeah. But I, I get but that that's, point. That's yeah. the weird point is it's just like because like AIDS and all those things don't show up necessarily in a, like a test within reason. Like the old tests were like six months. But if, if someone contracted that, they're like, I'm the new champ, champ. And they go butt fuck a bunch of dudes and they get in the ring and then you're like spitting exactly. blood in your face and you're like, geez. Well, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't believe that that hasn't been like more profound effect on the MMA community because you're exchanging body, body fluids. That's that's like that, that boxing match yeah. of the weekend. You're, you're less, have you ever heard of anything happening, though? That's, that's something I haven't. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. haven't. And you're you're probably less likely to get HIV from fucking a chick vaginally because the way it works. Yeah. Anal shit. You know, um, what? Sorry, I'm talking about butt sex. Baby. Wait, what? 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 Ross is in a driveway right now? Are you still in a driveway, Ross? Come so, on. So 100%. What, what, I'm, in, I'm in an Atlanta driveway. The reason why I got that wrong about the military earlier by the way was because the chris pratt shit uh, uh he was the, the the guy he was supporting was military yeah yep. champ champ comes in and wins devastates dominates joe rogan ends up talking about it all they show is pictures with bader and chris pratt wasn't even real dude gotcha, welcome gotcha. to fake news you're a superstar now though yeah, you made you're it when you got fake news. So, i said fake news so the Call it. yeah when, when he was right hiv positive blood hits Oof. the atmosphere Oof. well tommy morrison God. started to cut you off dead. we already know away. we already knew that yeah, but speaking of that, like the boxing match uh, last weekend, the, the the ref was like when the match was over, the ref had like a pink shirt on. It's yeah. like that's not, oh, yeah, yeah. that's not pink. That's blood. So, so yeah, it was a white shirt with with blood on it. So that's yeah. what it was pink. <laughs> but so your parents, you you fought in All right, back to the question. You Sorry. fought in yeah. Mexico, <laughs> and hundred bucks. They're like you're, you're doing dumb shit. Well, they're just kind of, they, they've always my parents always supported me, but I told my grandma one time she was like, what. You doing what? 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 Yeah. And if I if Are I showed if I showed you some money, if I showed you the text right. I have now, I mean she was all into it. She was like, "Hey, did you see that fight Wednesday night?" I'm like, "Wednesday night? What the fuck?" I'm like, "Grandma, you're watching like UFC replays." Your grandma does that. <laughs> yeah, she does actually. Damn, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, my parents and all the grandma they, don't they supported me mine the whole don't, time. Don't breathe. But they were they were kind of like, "Yeah, what do you? What the fuck are you doing? You know." You uh, went to ASU, 
got your college degree not that means shit now but um you know but afterwards i wasn't done competing and so they're like all right we'll roll with you and then uh then you bought your first tennis court and you were like what do you think now what do you think <laughs> now mom yeah who's got a tennis court <laughs> this motherfucker i don't even right play here. tennis but i, I got a fucking tennis yeah. court do you really have a tennis court no i don't no, no. That, it's, it's, he's being facetious yeah yeah, oh, it's giraffe I, rich. I That's giraffe rich when Let's you can go, buy a fucking exactly. giraffe. Let's run with it. I'll give you this, though. It's cool to have uh, to do something where you can bring your friends and family together, and it's like a you know, bi-yearly thing or whatever. We can all get together and hang out, have a good time, win or lose, but you know, be able to do that. And so that's, that's what I love about it. I've had a great time. I've fought all over the world, fought in Sweden, Japan, that you know, whole deal. My parents have you know, come to 75% of it. My family's come to a lot of it and to be able to be a part of that and, you know, and, yeah. and, and do something where I can do that and have memories like that. It's pretty cool. Do you remember the other question I asked you? Cause I forgot it. No, yeah, I, I, I do actually, no. I do actually, if you, if you could get AIDS from anybody, who would it be? <laughs> That's <laughs> not Mine's question. Freddie Mercury. I'm okay. a Freddie Mercury All guy. Right. I want AIDS All from right. Freddie Mercury. So, you know where you're not going to get AIDS, Ross, is on the Drinking Bros Cruise. Yes. <laughs> Drinking Bros Cruise. And if you want to go on the Drinking Bros Cruise and watch us get hammered and fucking talk yeah. a bunch of shit, go to drinkingbros.com. There's a banner on the homepage. When is this? It's September. Yeah, September. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on a second. You're glossing over this shit. Because I discovered this on the internet the other day, and I was like, "Oh man, this those, those pranksters!" Just so wait. then I clicked on the link, and I was like, "Wait it's a minute, real? Where it's you real? It's real. a real it's thing? Real. Can we talk about yeah, it? For yeah. A second? Yeah, 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 yeah. Questions. We are leaving out of Galveston. Right, I get a piss yeah, so yeah. bad. You guys talk about it. We all are right. leaving out of Galveston, Texas. Uh, so you go to drinkingbros.com, go to interact and events, and then uh, we're gonna make it easier for you to find this. I promise, but. Uh, the Drinking Bros Sea Legs Cruise 2019. We're leaving out of Galveston September 12th. Uh, we're going to Cozumel, Mexico. So we will be performing two of the nights. Uh, it'll be uh, us and Dan. So Matt, myself, Ross, Evan, um, and Daniel. And then once we finish up the comedy portion, Danny Warsnop, lead singer of Asking Alexandria, comes out and does music for the rest of the night. Uh, so, yeah. That's yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna no, fucking. I mean, you're not getting off that easy. Getting off that easy. All I right. want more Bar fucking details on this shit. We're having a, a big beach party at Cozumel, uh, hosted. How by long's it? How long's you, you, you take four, off? You leave leave on what days? days? We leave on the twelfth. Leave on the twelfth. Come back on the sixteenth. Four days? Yeah, sixteenth. No. Uh, yes. Yes, you do. So, like, do, do you know what the cost is? Are there like different room yeah, options? Yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of. You got just got to click the link, and it goes okay, and so gives let, you everything. Uh, then let me ask you questions about what you fucking know. Is it going to be fun? <laughs> Absolutely. Do you I'm, think anyone's going to get pregnant on the cruise? It, there's well, first off, Ross and I are marrying two couples. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, we have two marriages happening. I trust Ross well, yeah. to, to to marry someone. Ross, I trust you to do a good job of that. I don't trust you. Jimmy. I'm having. I've married people before. Hold on. Are they I still call, together? Wait, I call. I call. I married him. Hold on. I call bullshit too, what? Baker, because that's like saying you don't trust Jared Taylor to sing the national anthem. No, He's no, Jared can put on that shit. the best performance at Texas Motor Speedway. I think the national anthem has ever Thank been you. sung. So no, no, don't. I, that was say my he best. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Was 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 the national anthem at Texas Motor Speedway better than the national anthem at the Absolutely, Live? Absolutely. Yes. I, I really. Had sang, I had sang yes. it well. That, he brought the house down on that one. I but, no, it was but phenomenal to prepare for Texas Motor Speedway. I sang it over a thousand times. How many times did you prepare for for Vegas? 
For Vegas, Zero. maybe maybe three. Yeah, yeah see that. Yeah. Yeah. Four. Is talented. So yeah. Ross, wh- what's your take on the Sea Legs cruise? Like, I mean, like, what are you thinking? What can people expect? Well, I, I'm having a full blown Jack Sparrow, like professional <clears throat> Jack Sparrow outfit done. That's how I'm so showing that. Up. We got Evan. How Jerry, many days? Matt, how many days? Ross, Danny, Danny, and then four days. Dan, Dan. Four days. Four days. Speaking of Jack Sparrow, do you yeah. remember the time you got in a fight dressed up mm. like Jack Sparrow? Yeah, Dave was there. Were you there, Dave? No, he's yeah. the guy that picked you up. Yeah, in the Scooby Doo van. Yeah, no, he it's not in the Scooby Doo van. It was in his car. But you said it was like the Scooby Doo van. It just kind of like wheeled in, like he picked up. Yeah, Could've was he? Did he look he like left me. He left me in the front yard. <laughs> I woke up in the front yard after fighting. Yeah. Yeah, I scuffed his door. I scuffed his door <laughs> up pretty bad. But you hey, fought? Baker. Yes, sir. Baker. By the by the way, the reason why you need to come on the cruise is is uh, there's going to be a skeet shooting course taught by Dave Reardon. <laughs> Dave yeah. Reardon is actually yeah. going to teach you how to skeet skeet shoot. So is if you want to come, twelfth uh, Ross is uh, that is when I am in the backcountry uh, pursuing elk with a with a bow. And as you and I like to say, that's show business for me, baby. Uh, that is. You guys, I'll be cheering for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to tweet the fuck I'm, out of I'm, it. I'm reluctantly going, so I want everybody to convince me to have an amazing time. So I, I It's going to be that. fun. You're going to have a blast, fun, man. Yeah. You are. Yeah. You're going to eat shrimp scampi and shit. Yeah. You I know, mean, I'm, not a, I'm not a cruise ship guy, but we'll figure it out. Jesse's going to go. One? It'll be have fun for one? the ladies. All of it. Yeah. No. It was pretty fun. I d- I've only done one, and it yeah. was pretty fun. Cool. Where'd you go? Cozumel. Same All right. Let's reel this back in. All right. Ryan, what a fucking phenomenal guest you've been. You're an amazing yeah, thank human. You. Thank you so much for coming out. Give, let's, him, let's, you guys. give him the drinking bro of the week. Yeah, for yeah, 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 right, Ryan. So it's your tradition on the show that we do the drinking bro of the week at the end of every single episode. We're going to give it to you. Who is someone that was inspirational in your come up or helped you get to where you are today? I'm feeling sexy right now. I like it. It's not you, Baker. <laughs> no, but it's I'm not excited Baker. about this. Yeah. yeah, I got yeah, I got a couple people. I have. Uh, you know, my my dad is one of the guys that has always pushed me and always uh, has been supportive as far as bringing me different places and whatnot. But as far as getting into this like whole arena and all that, yeah. and watching somebody, it's a guy like Dan Henderson. Ooh. And it was cool. Yeah. He he came in the locker room afterwards, you know, pretty well. But he came in and uh, you know had a good time, and he's one of the other guys that knocked out Fedor being a wrestler. So yeah. he's one of those guys I watched that a wrestler, big right hand. I was like, fuck. I modeled myself after that, you know, going into the awesome. MMA and all that. So, um, But there's been a ton of people. Shit. I, I can't single out anybody. Dan, I think Dan Henderson's a great one. He's, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a great Cheers. one. That's Cheers. A great one. I want to do this a little bit too. So I want to give a shout out to John Hughes. Yep. Um, amazing friend. Um, he hosted us today at his property to let us have a great time fish shoot on the board of the and boot all of campaign and and yep with the boot great campaign game. um which was who's a, getting the amazing or, organization <laughs> which you know well you know maybe we won maybe we won apparently um but yeah kick ass man so thank you so much john and uh ryan fucking what a pleasure dude you're a cool thank dude you, let's ryan. run this again oh, at some point 100%. let's go shoot some shit have some fun and you guys are a lot of fun thank you cheers guys yeah Cheers. Hey, and Ryan, can we get Matt Best to bring you into the ring so we can stop seeing pictures of you and Chris Pratt, for Christ's sakes? Let's get what? Matt in there, dude. Dude, I'm down. I'm so down. Dude, I'm so doing doing down on he's that. doing my walkout yes. song. Yes. 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 We're going to hold you to that. I want to see Bader versus Cyborg. 
Wait. Yes. Okay, I'd pay for that. <laughs> well, here, I'm here to be in a fucking tank. I will say this. I will write. I will. I will. I will fucking take two weeks of vacation, and I will write a custom song fucking for your walkout. Deal. You tell me if you want it rock, rap, country. I will do whatever, and we if, will fucking we'll crush talk it. Shit about I your swear opponent. to God, I in the it. song, yeah, I'm down. Come out totally like down. I'm a bitch, mo, but you king mo. Like I'll fucking I'll <laughs> send it, bro. Like whatever opponent you want, we'll go for it. We'll done, crush it. Done. Because you know when he's like warming up in the cage and you're the champ and he just hears his name getting talked shit in the loudspeaker. It's kind of weird. Like, yeah. He's got his own guy coming out? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) He's got his own hype man. Yeah, fuck yeah. Holy shit. Awesome. Yeah, we'll we'll send it. Well, they have the... uh, you into another career. (laughs) Shit, I'm in. (laughs) They had the Star Spangled Banner last time, too. Uh, I'll ask. Give it it, to us. They had uh, Craig Morgan do it last time. Craig Morgan? Yeah. I... We were in our circle with him. He's a good dude. Yeah. Fucking patriot. Love. I that would guy. love to. Give us a taste. Oh, I can't. I'm sick I'm right now. Sick. On, yeah, I'll tell Ryan. Ryan, I'll tell you this. As I said before, we started. I said Jared Taylor has one of the best set of pipes. He I've did. Ever uh, yeah, and he's very talented. And I think that Matt doing your hype song because I asked him. Yeah. I was like, are yeah. you, I was like, are yeah. you serious? And he yeah. gave me this look that I don't get from him very often, which is like like as serious as I've ever been in my life. I think it'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, we'll we crush did it. the twosies, national anthem, and the hype and the hype song. And then I'll have a big hype song for Ross. Like I'm a fucking fucking faggot, faggot. Gonna suck it. some D's on Whoa. the beach on the beach. But gonna like, suck but some like, D's Whoa. on the beach. But like not like you're gay because who cares? That's awesome. A bundle gay, of sticks. But like, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, 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 A shitty bundle of sticks that yeah. won't catch fire, and you put lighter fluid yeah, on wet. it. That's Ross. It's like, wet with pee though. It's yeah. not even water. Yeah, stinks. It smells like you know pneumonia. Ross, not I ammonia, pneumonia. Uh, the last dick I sucked was Tommy Morrison, and he turned out fine. Wait, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> Sorry about that. Have, um, you seen the, have you seen his 30, under, 30 for 30? Oh, yeah. yeah. His, or 60-minute thing when like he was like, I don't have AIDS, and it's like, motherfucker. Oh, it's brutal. You got brutal. all of it. Yeah. 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 He's a denier. On that note. <laughs> so I, I have a friend. <laughs> That 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 we has don't have anywhere the, to go. I have a friend that has has the cure for AIDS. Just saying, I have a cure for it. No, I'm not joking with you. He what said, is it? "I'm not. It's not a joke." Well, let's hear I, this. I, let's hear this. Let's hear the cure. I can't say it. If there's going to be a release next year, as far as what's going on with it, I met him in a really awkward place. It was in a gay bar in North Hollywood. I'm just kidding. But there, <laughs> there is there is a cure for HIV, and there's a cure for a lot of things. And there's this new drug that's coming out. Can't talk about it. But uh, essentially, it, yeah, whatever. We'll just no leave it at that. You No, in 2019, hey. there's going to be some big releases in the medical world that are going to take down pharma, and I'm super excited. That's oh, awesome. Shit. So we'll leave it All right. That. Well, love Ross, you drinking, bros. Yeah. Ryan, thank you so hey, much guys, for coming thank on. Thank you. Great time. That, that, that was a massive, like, oh, hey, there's a cure for AIDS. By the way, I can't talk about it. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. No, I don't. That's it, Baker. I'm out. Bye, 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 bye.